Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Betting Pros PGA Podcast. I'm Pat Fitzmorris. That's Bo McBrayer. And we are going to spend the next 30 minutes or so discussing the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am from a betting perspective. We'll tell you who we like, who we don't like, who we're betting. And we're also going to give you our one-and-done picks at the end of the show, although that's not my favorite segment these days. Uh, And I'm very excited to discuss the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Traditionally, not one of my favorite events on the PGA Tour calendar, but this year they are making some major changes to the format. And personally, I love all of these changes. We'll talk about the new format and also recap last week's Farmers Insurance Open in just a moment. But first... I do want to mention that this show is now sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Many of you are familiar with Underdog's best ball contest for fantasy football, but Underdog also has golf contests. Sign up for Underdog if you haven't already with the promo code BPGOLF to get your first deposit matched up to $100. Plus, there is a special pick available for you in the lobby. More on Underdog Golf Contest a little later in the show. All right, Bo. Yet another tournament and yet another long shot winner last week at Torrey Pines. 31-year-old Frenchman, I know, four in a row. 31-year-old Frenchman Matthew Pavon fended off final round playing partners Nikolai Hogard and Steven Yeager to win with a score of 13 under par. One shot better than Hogard and Pavon made a harrowing eight-foot par putt on the final hole to clinch the win. It was quite a finish. Uh, boy, he really had to scramble on the par 518th. Puts his drive into a bunker, uh, puts the layup into some thick rough. Not exactly a textbook par on the 18th hole, um, but Pavan, who went off at around 125 to 1, um, and I believe, Bo, only his third PGA Tour event. And get this, he became the first French golfer to win on the PGA Tour since World War II. How's that <laughs> for history? So um, a couple of takeaways for me, Bo. Pavon was the main story, but I was so impressed by Nikolai Hogard. Um, I was sure he was going to win on Sunday, and I suspect he would have won a playoff had Pavon not been able to get that final putt to drop on uh, the 72nd hole. But Hogard, the 22-year-old Dane, just has so much game. It wouldn't surprise me if he wound up having a Victor Hovland type of breakout season. I think he's that good. I think that's the reason he was selected for the Ryder Cup team last year. Um, You can just see it with him. I mean, he is seemingly impervious to pressure and uh, just pretty good all around. So the other one, Tony Finau's ball striking this past week was good enough to win. It was absolutely good enough to win at Torrey Pines. But for his putting, Bo, those Poa Greens really vexed poor Finau. And I don't know how many times he hit his approach shot to 10 or 15 feet, um, only to miss the birdie putt. And it it seemed like it was happening to him basically every hole on Sunday. Um, so on the one hand, probably a good sign for Finau that he's so dialed in with the ball striking. On the other hand, uh, that performance does not exactly make me eager to bet him on the Poa Greens this week at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Bo, anyway, t- any takeaways you had from the Farmers Insurance Open? 
Uh, Hoyard was one of them. Uh, he was in one of my uh, in one of my DFS pools that I, I created just because his upside is is extremely high. Uh, like you said, twenty two year old from Denmark. Uh, his brother was in contention in on the DP World Tour last week. So Rasmus Hoyard and and Nikolai Hoyard both in contention, uh, and it's they're just so talented. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see that uh, Hovland type breakout time this season maybe next year or the year after that he's still very young unpolished we saw how he struggled to kind of close the deal on sunday because uh, nobody was really going after that win i was hoping xander shoffley who was my one and done pick last week was gonna make a charge on sunday and he shot two under par uh for he pretty much shot even par for that final round and for after the first three holes and that was it so nobody really went and got that tournament pavone made that amazing shot from the rough on on 18 to seal the victory and that was it but I mean, that's all these guys are so talented. I was making the joke that uh, with the way the 54 hole leaderboard looked that the U S team is not going to win the Ryder cup anytime soon, because this was like your, your alternates for the Euro team, not even guys that were Ryder cup eligible yet. The, the Ryder cup alternate Euro team was the entire top 10 of, of Tory Pines last week through 54 holes. And you end up getting first and second being uh Hoygaard, who is going to be a Ryder cup mainstay Pavone. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. He's, he's a really nice winner there. Uh, I, I hate to say it, but I think this week we might get a fifth in a row, <laughs> even an elevated we- event. We could, Bo, but um, the thing is, there are not many guys with triple-digit odds in this field just because it's only an 80-man field, and it's actually a really good field. I mean, it's hard to find any guys who don't have any sort of chance to win this tournament. Like, I mean, I I think you could see, I don't know, there's 60, 65 guys in this field who could win this week, I think. So it's going to be a really interesting event. Yeah. So now we're traveling up the northern uh, or traveling north up the California coast to the Monterey Peninsula. Let's go. That's right. For the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. And uh, so let's get to those format changes I teased earlier. Now, in the past, the first three rounds were split between three courses, Pebble Beach, Spyglass Hill, and the Monterey Peninsula Country Club. Now, Monterey Peninsula CC is out. Uh, and I'm I'm not really going to miss it. Um, it's one round at Pebble on the first two days of the tournament for all these guys. One round at Spyglass Hill. And then the entire weekend will be contested at Pebble Beach as it should be. Um, also, now we had that Pro-Am event in past years. Still going to be Pro-Am, but the amateurs are only playing the first two rounds with the pros. No more will we tune in to watch the uh, PGA professionals play Pebble Beach on Saturday, only to have to watch George Lopez and Huey Lewis hitting bunker shots. Or just the CEO uh, of Oracle. It's just... Yeah, yeah. exactly. Larry, like, Larry Ellison. Or... He's not necessarily the local billionaires that just want to go and have a round. Or, or Larry the Cable Guy, for that matter. But I, I do not need to see Larry the Cable Guy hit iron shots. Uh, so weekend coverage is going to give us some of the best players in the world playing one of the most iconic courses in the world, Pebble Beach. And finally, the tour has designated this as a signature event. So the 80-man field is a pretty star-studded one. In past years, a lot of players, uh, top players, 
skip this event because, well, who wants to be stuck dragging around amateur playing partners for six-hour rounds? But no more. Loaded field. Oh, and one other thing. This is also a no-cut event. So all 80 players are going to play all four rounds. And, um, yeah, Spyglass Hill, par 72, 7,041 yards. Not a long course, but smallish poa greens and then we have of course yes yes sir and then we have pebble beach par 72 um almost dainty by tour standards at 6972 yards but these are the smallest greens on tour um and as with spyglass hill the greens are poa so you talked about it last week, Bo. Poa greens are tricky. We're going to see the pros miss more short and medium range putts uh, than usual. I, I think I saw something like 15 foot putts at Pebble Beach are about a 25% proposition even for the tour pros. That's wild. Um, it is wild. Driving distance, not a big factor at Pebble because it's a shorter course. And there are some holes where you simply Zero run out of factor. fairway. Zero factor. So, uh, and, Bo, we often get rainy weather at this event, and mm -hmm. this year will seemingly be no exception. The forecast is calling for rainy conditions much of the tournament. I believe the only day where they're not forecasting rain is Saturday. Yeah. And um, we should probably acknowledge the possibility that this event could be shortened to 54 holes because of the weather. Yeah. We've seen that happen in years past. Maybe not. Let's be optimists. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to see a little breeze throughout the tournament mm -hmm. and maybe a lot of breeze on Sunday when they're saying 15 to 25 mile an hour winds. Temperatures in the mid 50s, Paul. What's going on in California? Not exactly uh, balmy conditions. Now, this is par, par for the course, no pun intended, for the northern coast of California in February. And so, yeah, this is to be expected. The rain, it's not going to be heavy enough to call anything off. There's no thunderstorms. There's no torrential downpour in the forecast. We're talking about sporadic rain showers throughout the weekend. Uh, Thursday, Friday are going to be chilly and wet. That's pretty much Monterey. Pretty half of the year, that's what you get. <laughs> Even in July, yeah. it's chilly, rainy, windy, overcast, foggy. You're gonna get all that. And Pebble Beach is gorgeous, regardless. It's it's gonna be a challenge, especially if that wind picks up. Uh, Spyglass Hill is going to eat some of these guys alive if it's windy uh, with that one round on Thursday or Friday. So I, I can't wait because I love carnage. I love watching the best golfers <laughs> in the world go around a little 7,000 yard course and struggle. Like the, it's going to be a struggle bus for everybody this week. And I do, yeah. I do think that we might see a winning score somewhere around 10 under par. Well, a lot tougher oh, wow. than in years past because signature event means two things. It means that you get the better golfers, and it also means that they're not going to mow that rough like they have in years past. Mm. So, yeah, uh, defending champion is, I believe, Justin Rose, and he is in the field this week, although at, at longer odds. Uh, anything else that jumps out to you about this event, Bo? Anything about the course, the formats? 
I, I love the dropping of Monterey Peninsula. When I back when I was a kid, my dad took me to this tournament, um, and I got to see Vijay Singh and Phil Mickelson and all those guys trudge around Spyglass and struggle mightily. Pebble Beach struggle mightily, and back in those days, Poppy Hills was the third course, and then they switched to Monterey Peninsula Country Club, which I think is a, just a trash course. It's not even it's not even worthy of a mini tour event, honestly, compared to all the other courses in that region. They could play Bayonet Black Course. They could play all these other amazing courses within 20 minute drive of all of Pebble Beach. And they chose Monterey Peninsula Country Club for no reason. I don't understand it. So I'm happy they dropped that. It's just Spyglass and Pebble Beach, which are right next to each other. They're on the same road and they are both brutally difficult in and when the conditions get a little uh, moist, which is going to be the case this week. I love it. Uh, I'm excited to see another long shot winner. I'm going to be I'm going to be throwing some dark ones up this week. All right. Well, we will get to the odds in just a moment. But first, go sign yourself up with our friends at Underdog, where you can make picks on your favorite golfers all season long. Just pick higher or lower on selected stats for two to five golfers, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single day. You can also make rivals picks, for example, selecting which of two golfers will shoot a better score in a round. And golf picks can be combined with player stats from other sports as well making things pretty interesting. So sign up for Underdog if you have not done that already with the promo code BPGOLF to get your first deposit matched up to $100. And there's a special pick available for you in the lobby. And next week, they are rolling out two big contests for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. So be on the lookout for those. All right, Bo, let's check out the favorites here. As of Monday afternoon, Rory McIlroy playing in his first PGA tournament tour event of 2024 was the favorite at plus 750 on DraftKings. Then we have Scotty Scheffler at plus 850, Xander Shoffley and Victor Hovland at plus 1200, Patrick Cantlay, Max Homa and Jordan Spieth at plus 1800, Colin Morikawa at plus 2000, Ludwig Aubert and Justin Thomas at plus 2500, and Matthew Fitzpatrick at plus 3000. Anyone you like from this group, Bo? Well, naturally, if you run any statistical model on a second shot golf course, such as Pebble Beach or even Spyglass, they're both pretty similar where driving distance matters 0%. Uh, we're looking at guys who can get close on approach from short to mid-range approach distances. And you're aiming for postage stamps. So another correlation to around the green game. So naturally, you're going to find that Rory, Scotty, and Xander pop up at the very top, along with Victor Hovland. That's no, no surprise there. As far as what I like to see is success on Poe Greens, which goes beyond just putting. It's putting, it's chipping, it's it's all the things put together, strokes gained from T to green. Uh, Xander Shoffley is the one I like the most, and I like that his odds are better than 10 to 1 instead of Rory and Scotty, who uh, honestly are just too short. I, I, I'm, I'm the kind of golf better where if I'm getting less than 10 to 1 payout for an outright winner, I want a guy who actually does well on these types of courses. Rory, with these short approach distances, shaky at best throughout the last couple of years. Scotty Scheffler, of course, his models out amazing here because he's the best approach player in the world. He's a great off the tee player. His around the green game is really good too. However, last time he, we saw him at Pebble Beach, he missed the cut. 
So that doesn't tell me that he's going to be overly confident in his chances to win this week. He very well could. He's the best golfer in the world overall. But I'm going to start with Xander Shoffley at 12 to 1 because he fits the course the best. His approach game, short distances, his around the green game is impeccable. And of course, he's one of the best putters on POA in the world. I'm with you, Bo. I don't want to bet anyone shorter than 10 to 1 in a field this good. It's just the price is not right. And I think Xander Shoffley is probably a good place to start looking at top players. Um, Jordan Spiethbo, mm-hmm. really good track record here. He oh, has yeah. finished top 10 in this event in six of the last 10 years, including a win in 2017 and a second in 2022 um in his only other pga tour start this year he finished third at the century in hawaii he was in good form there and Bo on this course on pebble beach he can put away that bulky driver and i really i mean that definitely yeah. interests me in jordan spieth yeah i can't agree more uh, it's this is jordan spieth's golf course uh, if he can survive his 18 holes at Spyglass, which are tree-lined, and even if you're taking a long iron off the tee to find the fairway, you can find some trouble there. Uh, but if he can survive Spyglass on that first or one or two rounds there, then the Pebble Beach thing, he just loves it there. He's a perfect fit. His short game is so good that even if he does get a little erratic on approach, this guy can ship in from anywhere. Uh as far as putting goes, he knows Poa Greens very well. He's he's always done well in California, despite being a Texas native. Uh, I, this might be the one place where I would say Jordan Spieth is a lock to be top ten and a very have a very good run at winning outright. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned there there are a few Parkland style holes on Spyglass, and mm-hmm. uh, if, if he can stay out of trouble there. He should be in pretty good shape. Um, Patrick Cantlay, his last three appearances here, 11th, 3rd, and 4th, although Cantlay has not been in good form the last couple of weeks. He played the last two events and did not crack the top 50 in either. So um, no, no interest in a guy who's coming in with no steam at all, Bo? Uh, there's still some interest because he, again, has a great track record here. Short game putting. This guy is just so good around the greens that you can't really count him out. I just don't know that he's going to be able to survive among all these other top rate golfers. When we see Cantley win, it's kind of when he's the top dog and they, everybody kind of expects him to be there. Uh, I don't think very many people expect him to hang with all these other top golfers in this field. And he kind of shrinks under pressure. I mean, I think the top 50 thing the last couple of weeks is because he might still be playing those rounds. He's he's one of the slowest paced golfers in the world. And it it seems to get into his head even more when it comes down to Saturday, Sunday, moving day, Sunday. If he's not if he's under pressure, then I know he's not going to win because he takes even more time and he psychs himself out. So, yeah, you can bet him top 10, but I'm I'm not going to bet him outright at all on the bright side the slower pace of play with the amateurs on thursday and friday <laughs> probably won't bother cantley at all considering the glacial pace going, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know when the amateurs are uh asking cantley to play faster it's uh it's tough and then there's max homa another native californian hasn't played here since 2021 but in his last three appearances at the at&t pebble beach pro-am he's finished 10th 14th and 7th. Any interest in Homa? 
Uh, some. I, he's another guy that is good, but not. He's not a top tier golfer for me. He's he's like the next tier down. Um, I I put him kind of behind the Colin Morikawa's of the world. Even even Justin Thomas, who's getting shorter odds than I expected, I would favor in a place like this over Max Homa. It, it, he's a fine player. I just don't know that he has that elite upside that I'm looking for to place a bet in that range. Uh, if he was down closer to 35 or 40 with Finau and Fleetwood and Sungjae, then yeah, sure, that's that's fine because Home is a good, really good golfer. But I just don't know that he's the if he earned his 18 to one odds this week. Now, if you want a chance to win a free one-year premium Betting Pro subscription, you need to subscribe to the Betting Pros YouTube channel right now. Comment below on this video, and that's it. We will be announcing a winner right here on the channel, so make sure to turn on those notifications so you can be alerted when new episodes are up and to claim your prize. Let's talk about players we may or may not like in the plus 3,500 to plus 5,000 range, Bo. We've got Tommy Fleetwood, Sung J.M., Sam Burns, Ben Ahn, and Cameron Young at plus 3,500. At plus 4,000, we have J.T. Poston and my guy, Nikolai Hogard. And then we've got Tom Kim and Jason Day at plus 4,500. And at plus 5,000, we have Russell Henley and Eric Cole. Who jumps out to you from this group, Bo? Uh, surprisingly, JT Poston is the one that screams off the top of the page. Like as soon as I ran my first couple models, JT Poston was up near the top. Uh, and as I kept running it, he kept popping up. And so everybody else in this range is really good. I don't know if this kind of type of setup is going to suit Hogard's game. I, I really have doubts about that. Um, but as far as like course fit and everything that we're looking for, uh, JT Poston with uh, a little bit of Tom Kim sprinkled in, surprisingly. I was surprised to see him pop up in my modeling, but not too high. But JT Poston is the, the one that really stood out to me, and he's going to be the one that I ride at 40 to 1. Tom Kim debuting here, I believe, unless I'm mistaken. Um, yeah, so... <sighs> Poston, like we're due with him, Bo. I mean, we've been liking him for a while now. And uh, like you're, are you confident that his skill at putting is not going to be in any way negated by the Poa Greens, which can be so, I don't know, bumpy and random on some of the shorter putts? No, I really don't. I don't think that's going to be a factor for him because a lot of those putts are shorter. Like you mentioned, 25% on a 15 foot putt. I mean, that's just because Pebble Beach is difficult. Everything slopes towards the ocean. Even if it looks like it's sloping the opposite way towards the inland side, then it goes towards the ocean. As long as you can read where the putts are breaking, the bumpiness doesn't really take you off of your line. It just says, hey, I'm going to play some mind games on you because it's it, along the whole line. You're going to see the ball oscillate on its way to the hole. Uh, I don't think that it really affects anybody that much other than just the mental aspect of trusting your line when you when you're when you're uh, uh, setting up your putt. Uh, this guy can putt his brains off though. JT Poston, his approach game is around the green game, his his putting overall. And just like you said with speed, is just take that driver out of the bag. You have a bunch of forced layoffs, layups on these two courses. Just hit the ball in the fairway make a solid approach shot and start making some putts. And 
uh, as far as everything that I'm considering this week, JT Poston is in the top five of all of that in this entire field. Now, here's an interesting case. Jason Day. In his last eight trips here, dating back to 2015, Bo, he's finished in the top 11 seven times. Seven of eight top 11 mm-hmm. finishes. But last week at Torrey Pines, a place he where he's you. had a pretty good track record, he missed the freaking cut. What do we make of him this week at, you know, like reasonable odds, plus 4,500? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, his approach game has been miserable in the last four months. And so I'm off of him completely because strokes gained on approach, especially in the distances where we really count it here between 125 and 150 yards. Uh, Jason Day is outside the top 50 in this field, and that's not good enough. And the way the way he's playing now is his strengths are not going to be amplified on this course, and his weaknesses certainly will be. So as well as, as, well as Jason Day has played here in the past, uh, his recent form gives me a lot of concern, especially in a field of this caliber. And I'm I'm happy to say that there is good news is you don't have to play him in the one and done anymore because he used him already. The bad <laughs> oh, news God. is he, he missed the cut when you counted on him the most. Brutal. Just brutal. Uh, thanks for the salt in the wound there, Bo. Appreciate it. It's a nice, uh, a nice shaker full of Morton right in there. Um, longer shots and long shots at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Tell me about the guys who interest you at plus 5,500 or longer odds. Hideki Matsuyama here, 60 to 1 odds is an insult. It's an absolute insult. This guy plays well here all the time. He's playing out of his mind hot. It was awesome last week. Just didn't have enough to win. Uh, this guy just with an iron in his hand, an iron player is so pure. His around the green game is so pure. If he can find a putting stroke that works for him on this course, we could see a very, very quick ascent to the top of the leaderboard for Hideki Matsuyama. 60 to one for the way he's playing. It doesn't make any sense at all. What about Bo Hostler? At 55 to 1. He had a good week at Torrey Pines last mm-hmm. week, finishing in a tie for sixth. And in his last two trips to Pebble Beach, uh, third and 11th. Yeah, he's he's definitely on my mind here. Uh, I don't mind betting in top 10 at 5 to 1, but I don't think he has the juice to make a t- make an outright run here. Uh, what about what about Kevin Yu? Um, so the uh, he, he's plus... 8,000, 80 to one. He's on a heater. Top six finishes in each of the last two weeks. And he finished seventh at Pebble Beach last year. Yeah, I mean, this guy's an absolute stripe show out there from T to green. He's really fun to watch. Uh, He's also an extremely bad putter. And where he was so close to the hole last week at Torrey Pines, we didn't really care that he was missing a lot of birdie putts. And that's what killed him at the end of the at the end of the tournament was the fact that he couldn't make enough birdies to justify those great approach shots and incredible drives. Uh, this is uh, he's Tony Finau light basically. He's going to make a lot of birdies. He's also going to shoot himself in the foot many times, especially uh, when this tournament's going to be set up quite a bit different than it has in years past, uh, just layout wise. Uh, Pebble Beach has got a lot of teeth. Spyglass has even more teeth. I don't know that he's in that quite there where 80 to 1 makes sense for me. I have a guy, Chris Kirk, right there at the same number that I'd much rather play. 
What if I told you, Bo, you could get the defending champion at 90 to 1, and he is a longtime international star, Justin Rose. Does that yeah. interest you at all? Uh, not on the betting ticket. I think it's uh, it's such a different tournament than it was last year that, honestly, he was almost the class of that tournament last year. I think he was 30 to 1 odds going out last year when he won. So uh, this is a whole different animal. Rose kind of, he kind of hung around at Torrey Pines for, for me and my DFS lineups that I was, I had with him in there. The dude is just, he's solid. But again, this whole odds making thing is if I'm taking a shot on a guy, I want him to make some noise. I just don't see it. I just don't see the upside with, with Justin Rose in a field this strong. Yeah, recent form has not been good. He has not been sniffing the leaderboard in, in his first few events of 2024. So uh, I can totally understand that. All right, we will get to our betting cards in just a moment. Uh, download the free Betting Pros app for iOS and Android. Sync your sports books in less than a minute to automatically track your bets across all sports books in one spot. After syncing, you will enjoy access to detailed bet analytics by sport and bet type, including game picks props and parlays you'll also get insights and personalized recommendations for props game picks and more tailored to your interests to enjoy the benefits of sportsbook sync download the betting pros app by visiting bettingpros.com slash apps or search betting pros in the app store all right bo as of now what does your betting card look like so i did start with xander and then i go with a little jordan spieth Jordan Spieth, I'm going to bet a trifecta on him. I bet outright top five and top ten because I have a feeling he's just going to he's just going to dominate here the way he has in years past. I'm going JT Poston, Chris Kirk, and I have two long shots. Lucas Glover at 150 to one popped up number two in my model overall. Uh, this dude is nails in all the right places for this type of golf course, and as long, as long as he can make any putts at all. This guy's going to be dialed in on approach. He's really accurate off the tee. Uh, it's just everything I'm looking for. He hits all the boxes there. And then Sam Ryder at 300 to 1. I'm going to take a few shots at. Yeah, long odds on a, a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. So um, I like Spieth outright at plus 1,800. You might be able to talk me into the win place and show their bet uh, bet there, Bo. Um I am going to take Hogard and, and ride the wave here at plus... Uh, Four thousand. I'm also going to take him to finish top five at plus nine hundred. We'll we'll see if Pebble fits him or not. But that'll be a nice payday. That would be. And then I'm going to put down smallish outrights on Bo Hostler at fifty five to one, Kevin Yu at eighty to one, and you know what, Bo Justin Rose at ninety to one. I'm interested at those odds for the, the defending champ. And just for you, Bo, I think I might bet Kurt Kitayama to finish top five at plus eighteen hundred. Um, yeah. Just pretty good odds for a top five finish, uh, a photo finish for a guy who's a good player playing I'm close glad to somebody home. Mentioned somebody from NorCal in this whole thing because uh, that's right. I, the tournaments uh, you in let NorCal. Me... I mean, obviously Chico and Monterey are, but three and a half hours away. Uh, it's a pretty big state. <laughs> but uh, one thing about Kitayama that turned me off of him was that his form at Sawgrass and Pebble Beach were a lot worse than his form at Monterey Peninsula. He was mm. he killed Monterey Peninsula. And of course, that course is no longer in this event. 
So we'll see. But I mean, obviously I'll root for him. I root for him every time he's in the field. Now let's get to our one and done picks, Bo. Any momentum I might have had with Adam Hadwin, <laughs> sixth place finish two weeks ago, snuffed out by Jason Day, who, as we mentioned before, missed the cut, gave me a big fat zero. You went big with Xander Shoffley. He paid off solidly with a tie for ninth, good for $236,000, uh, 236 and 250. So that pushes you well over the million dollar mark for the season. I think you're at about 1.1 million. I'm at about 380,000. So yeah, I've got some ground to make up. Uh, I pick first. I am going to go with Max Homa. Well, I want to get him in California. We're running out of chances. Uh, it's either here or at the Genesis in a couple of weeks. And I've got some other Genesis specialists. I've got my eye on for that one. Man, um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take the California boy, Max Homa. How about you, Bo? I'm surprised that you're not saving him for Riviera uh, because that's a lot better fit for him. In my opinion, I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth because he owns Pebble beach and I really don't trust him as far as I could throw him on any other golf course, maybe except for uh, the Wyndham, but it, it's similar course structure The short courses. They demand good approach game and an amazing short game. Let me go Jordan Spieth because I have a feeling I don't want to use him the rest of the year anyway. <laughs> mm. there, there are a couple places where I trust Jordan Spieth. I've, I've thought about this and, uh, you know, it yeah. is, but I can't argue with him in a one and done here. Like this is a, a no good spot. Two, for him. This, it's appealing for me because it's a, it's a win-win. I think he's going to be fine overall. No, no chance of missing the cut. And I, I just, I have a hard time believing that he's going to be, out of contention. All right. So Max Homa for me, Jordan Spieth for Bo, and that's going to do it for us this week. I want to thank once again, our sponsor underdog sign up for underdog. If you haven't already with the promo code BP golf to get your first deposit matched up to a hundred dollars, plus a special pick available for you in the lobby and come join Bo and I again next week when we will be previewing the always sunny, always rowdy waste management Phoenix open until then. So long, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Betting Pros Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on X and TikTok at Betting Pros and Instagram at Betting Pros NFL. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash betting pros.